Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. What is going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Travis Makes Friends podcast. Today is a midweek mashup episode featuring three athletes that have come on the show recently, Shaquille O'Neal, John Sally, and Matt Barnes, all of whom have sported a Laker jersey in their career, coincidentally enough. And in this episode, we're actually not talking that much about sports. We're talking about post career moves. What, what are they doing in business? How are they continuing to make money? How do they think about their career after they're done being the athlete, after they're switching their identity from athlete to retired, what do you do during that time? You know, athletes have this kind of weird perspective in that world because a lot of them are retiring in their 30s, which is when most people are starting their career. So I talk a lot with with Shaq about this, talk with John Sally about this, Matt Barnes about this, all of whom have had very successful post-career careers, arguably much more successful than their career careers. I mean, it's difficult to beat Shaq's actual career, but somehow he's doing it in his post-career. So we talk about so many different ways that they're continuing to monetize, to make money, how they think about relationships, how they think about doing business, what businesses they decide to get into, all of that jazz. You're not going to want to miss a single second of this episode. So without further ado, here is Shaquille O'Neal, John Sally, and Matt Barnes talking about how to make a career after their career. My third year in the league was 1989, and I go to my first All-Star game. I've never been an NBA All-Star. Their mistake. <laughs> but uh, I went because of the parties. Yeah. And it was off the chain. It was in Houston. I loved Houston when I first visited as a rookie. Yeah. This is going to be the greatest All-Star game. 1989 All-Star game. 1989 All-Star who, who, Who's some of the All-Stars in that Dominique game? Wilkins. Yeah. Ron Harper. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Kim Olajuwon. Isaiah Thomas. I mean, this was... Legendary. Adrian Dantley. This was huge. Legendary class, yeah. And... Mark Aguirre, Magic, James Worthy, Sherry Cummings. I, I mean, I, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale. Uh, this was packed. And at the time, were these people that you were, these were all people that you were kind of like, they were senior to you in terms of like the league at yeah, that time. So but, this was like a, holy shit, I can't believe I'm like hanging out with well, these guys. I, I realized they had limited amount of time. <laughs> and I had three days of debauchery. No, I had three days. <laughs> of enjoying my NBA life. Yeah. And Don Sterling, my man at NBA Entertainment, put a microphone in my hand and gave me a camera. And he was like, you could just go with it. And so, you know, I see all the media saying, I'm not media. Yeah. So I walk and guy goes, you can't go in there with the camera. Said, Get out the way. <laughs> and I go in the locker room <laughs> and I'm doing funny bits with Dominique Wilkins. I'm doing funny bits with with ron harper spud webb and this is the saturday before and i am like loving the fact that one the the carte blanche that i gave the nba from being an athlete but also i was doing something different than the rest of them. Mm. i was interviewing them from a player's right perspective and 
you know, was doing everything that I've watched on television and learned to the point where I took the classes on how to speak, on enunciating my words, on literally getting to the question quickly. I took that on the same way I took on basketball. I wanted to know how it was. And then I realized I was going to be a trailblazer in doing this. I loved OJ Simpson in front of the camera. I loved watching the football guys do it. Yeah. But I hadn't seen any real basketball guys go in and say, I can speak the King's language and yeah, sure. have a conversation. So I, I took to that knowing that that was going to be the next step when I left the NBA. Yeah. Already working on what's the next skill set that I have to adopt. And making sure NBC knew I would, what I could do. Yeah. Right. Cause like, <laughs> just because you play doesn't mean that you can also broadcast. No, I found yeah. that out by watching. A lot of times on yeah, TV. Right. Well, it's different skill sets, right? Like, it I mean, is. It, I think a lot of people get stuck, like even in their career, their business, whatever it is, like a lot of people get stuck because they're not willing to either admit that they don't have the necessary skill and then go get it, or they don't know what that skill is. Right. You know, but it's like, usually it's that. Like if you're stuck somewhere, it's usually because you don't know someone or it's because you don't know something. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? And you got to go figure out what that thing is or who that person is that can help you figure out what that thing is. Or you're going to stay there. Right. You know, you're not going to just magically one day wake up and be like, all right, I'm really good at this. Everything takes work. Yeah. Everything takes work. I say this to my daughters. One of my friends lost her phone the night she was going out. And she goes, I had to lose it in the house. Couldn't find it in the house. And I watched her scratch like a heroin addict <laughs> that she didn't have a phone. She literally took her friend's phones and was like feeling it. And I said, this is the one time you get to disconnect from the matrix and change or program anything you want to program because without your phone you're feeling helpless yeah i said so what power does your phone have that you don't have you remember names you can't get into your garage you can't use your credit card i said that's too much power yeah in something that can be lost and she sat there and i said so whatever you want to change right now is the time to change it and when i watched the matrix i talked to him about it when when she tells him she wants to know how to fly a helicopter. That's just muscles. Mm -hmm. So if you're learning how to fly, you know this switch over here, this switch over here, what it feels like when the wind is coming against you, what to do when it's not, when to take it off. Once you go through 5,000 hours of learning how to fly, you can fly right. without using your arms to yeah. flap you. That's a muscle. And so if you massage the muscle in your brain to do anything, Right now, it's hard for me to learn languages because I haven't focused on it. I focused on, one, how to be in front of a camera. I focused on how to make a show, how yeah, to produce. Yeah. So once you get to a point of knowing how to work the muscle, mm. it's the easiest thing in the world. The skill of building skills. Yeah. yeah. Learning. Yeah. Learning and retaining it and recalling it when necessary. Do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important in life in general and why? Depends on what aspect you're talking about. In business, about who you know, right? For example, I'm sitting at a table one day and this, this gentleman, they're talking, the papers, lawyers, and one of the gentlemen has a kid, two kids, and they recognize me, I'm playing with them. They leave their table, come see with me, we're eating, wearing kitty games, boom, boom, boom. At the end of the night, the gentleman goes up to me and says, brother, I met a lot of superstars. Nobody is treating my kids like you treat my kids. Thank you very much. I'm a fan. 
blah, blah, blah. I want to tell you about what we were talking about over there. I was like, okay, we're going to be doing something called Google. I'd like to give you the opportunity to invest. And I didn't know what he was talking about, but I realized this guy, search engine in the future, type, boom, 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 boom. I said, no, I don't really understand, but uh, you call my guy. Sure, he'll understand. So he called my guy and I invested in Google. I forgot about it. And then 10, 15 years later, there was an article that came out of one of the Google's first investors. But when it comes to business, it's, it's who you love. When it comes to experience and things that you're good at doing, it's what you love. Like me, I can, I can tell any NBA player how to get to that level because it's what I know. And a lot yeah. of times, guys on TNT, they get mad at me. Oh, you're hating. No, I'm not hating. I've done everything that you're getting ready to do. I've done everything on that level. So I'm just giving you a blueprint on how to get to that level. It's a little bit of both who you know and what you know. Let's talk a little bit, a little bit business, a little bit entrepreneurship now. That's what the show is about. That's what mostly, you know, people come here to listen about. Hope we didn't bore you with that first part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's my selfish interview part. Yeah. All good. So I know, you know, we were on a phone call the other day and you just kind of mentioned that something that you're really trying to do with your kids is kind of get them into this, this business, this entrepreneurship world. Mm-hmm. So real quick, give them a quick shout out for what they're working on. And yeah. then I'll ask you a couple quick questions. Definitely shout out um, Isaiah and Carter Barnes. We got the Barnes Boy podcast. Now you can find that on YouTube, the Barnes Boys. You can find them on TikTok, the Barnes Boys podcast, and then also same handle for Instagram. But I wanted to, I was late and you mentioned it earlier. I didn't step into the business world, to even really start thinking business until I was about 32, because you think back in the early, you know, I came in the NBA early 2000s. It wasn't that kind of talk. Now it's cool to talk about business yeah, and sure. investments and all that kind of shit. But back then it's, you know, and I wasn't really one of these guys back then, but this is what was talked about was, you know, jewelry and sure. cars and houses. And I was into the women part. But the other, like, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, it was never business conversations in the locker room. And I wish it would have been. So I jumped into business late, you know, at 32, 31, 32, I just turned 41. So I've been in this entrepreneurial space, you know, maybe a little bit over 10 years. So I'm thinking, you know, if I can get my kids who are 12 now to start thinking about it. And obviously I'm just like my parents, I hope my kids are happy and make the NBA and make a ton of money. But if they don't, they want, I have to prepare them for life, not only how to be good men and leaders, but at the same time, that business sense, because now this episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters 
is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. More than ever, you know, there's millions of dollars waiting at the palm of your hands. You just have to know how to access it. So, mm-hmm. you know, being able to put them in this podcast space and you know, like you said earlier too, off camera, there's a ton of famous TikTokers and ton of famous YouTube kids, but no one is really in this podcast space. And, yeah. you know, my kids have a unique identical twin bond where they just play off each other. Oh, that's so funny well. as hell, man. Oh, yeah, so well. I mean, the way they talk <laughs> shit to each other and will wrestle in the middle of the podcast, but then also intelligently speak on what they're talking about. Like sure. they know yeah. sports too, you know right. what I mean? So I think it's a great triple threat. And I reached out to you obviously because you know, we met um, at that event and then I, you, your, your name popped up. And then I was at my birthday trip in Tulum at literally on my birthday, having breakfast with my girl with my ear pod in one ear. And I, I and I had an open ear to her, but I'm listening to your podcast seminar yeah. on how to build a podcast and how to do this. Because, you know, obviously as much success as I had with all the smoke, only 50% of that is mine. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. now with this stuff, this is going to be my boy. So I need to learn it like the back of my hand and, and you know, so. To me, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Come to listen to someone like yourself who has, you know, a majority of it under control and, and teaches it. So it was crazy. I'm sitting in Tulum at breakfast with my girl and I know she was irritated. I'm like, this babe, I'm over here taking notes, but still keeping up with the conversation, still eating. Like, you got hey. you got one ear. Yeah, you, you, got, say, you got this whole left ear. So use this shit up because this right side and this right side of my brain is <laughs> taking notes because, like I said, I'm trying to build my kids podcast. So like I said, just getting them in that business that I'm, um, state of mind. And we're also doing something because we have a really good AU team. We're, you know, top 10 in the country. So, you know, we've been filming them the past couple months and hopefully they're going to be able to turn that into like a little show. So just giving the kids different opportunities, you know what I mean? Like, great if you want to play sports, but you can also be a lawyer. You can also be in management. You can also be a content career. There's a lot of other stuff um, that goes into this world outside of just playing sports. So I just want to have them prepared in that space. Sure. Yeah. So what do you remember what it was? you know, being 30, 31, 32, whatever that time period was where you kind of started diving into that world. What was conversation with somebody? Was it like, you know, somebody that maybe blew their... Just kind of, I've always been thinking ahead and I kind of felt like I was coming to the end. I was on a rocky relationship with the twins mom and I was just kind of thinking like, man, I've been in the NBA 11 years now. I'm not sure how many more I'm going to play. So what do I want to do next? You know, I know I got some money in the bank let me start investing in stuff I like, Mm. you know what I mean? So I started making investments in stuff that I thought was really cool or stuff that is kind of, you know, that that people are going to need. And that's where I kind of started making investments at. And, you know, anything I invest in is something that, you know, obviously I believe in because, you know, we've vetted and everything, but it's stuff that I kind of feel like is always going to be needed, you know? So I'm invested in everything from flowers to a fresh press juice company, to a betting company, you know, to tech, to cannabis, to, all kinds of different spaces because I mean, there's just so much cool shit out here. You know what I mean? And like I said earlier on, being able to play as long as I played and being able to have doors opened 
I've got to meet experts in all these lanes. Sure. So it's almost yeah. like I get the, you know, I get the, I get the cheat sheet to, you know, hopefully avoid some of the pitfalls they hit. But like I said, at the same time, just so many opportunities on my plate. Yeah. Right. Was it, was it ever a part of, of your goal to like start your own thing or was it just kind of like, I don't want to be one of these people that makes a bunch of money flash in a pan mm-hmm. and then afterwards is kind of back to where I started mm-hmm. and now I got to figure out something else. It wasn't necessarily my own thing. And I think because out of the gates, I jumped into so many things that I didn't cross my mind to really do my own thing. To me, I invested in stuff that I know was going to work, but I was across so many different planes that I was just like, man, I don't really have any other time because I'm hands on in all these other investments. So mine was just kind of hopping on and increasing value in Mm. in, in companies that are already going. And I've been able to do that. And now, you know, since then I've, you know, been able to invest, you know, be, be a first in investor and be a part of projects where I obviously have more skin in the game, but initially yeah. it was kind of just investing in things that were already up and going. What's coming up for you? Anything? I have some great tech plays. I was just telling you before, like can't quite announce them, but you have to disrupt, you have to disrupt whatever space you're in to really kind of make any money or any noise. And we have two disruptive apps, one in the shoe video game space, and then one in parenting, co-parenting, and two spaces I'm very familiar in. So, you know, these are <laughs> For just, better or worse, right, familiar. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, so those are two disruptive, we have two disruptive plays with that. Like I said, I'm invested in probably five businesses, but really now in investing, you know, I've been fortunate enough to do what I do and made money in basketball. So anything I invest in, first and foremost, obviously I have to believe in it, but there has to be some sort of give back component. Mm. So whether that means, you know, if I'm working at all the smoke and there's not that much diversity, I want to bring two of my homeboys I played basketball at UCLA with, you know, mm. let's let's put some color in this room. Yeah. And I've been able to do that. Or it's, you know, I'm a senior advisor for Ease at their Momentum program. And that's basically the social equity play in the cannabis space. So, you know, how can I provide jobs and opportunities for people who look like me in a space that was created for us, but we're less than 5% representation in mm. that space. So I've been able to team up with my big brother. Chris Weber, who has a $100 million fund, and we're doing some really good stuff in Sacramento in the cannabis space. So everything I do is kind of have like, you know, how can I help people? Because I've been fortunate enough to make money Mm. in what I originally did. So now that I'm making money in other spaces, I want to be able to help and open doors for people as well, because I've been fortunate enough to make it. And that's sometimes that's all you need is, you know, they let a couple of us in. We're supposed to kick the door open and bring our people with us. And that's what I'm trying to do. You know, you've mentioned, I don't even know how many times throughout the interview, different people in your life, different relationships that mattered at different points. And, you know, this, this podcast is called build your network. We talk Mm -hmm. a lot about how important it is to cultivate the people that are heavily influencing your life on a day-to-day basis. What has that meant for you? The people that you've kind of surrounded yourself with in terms of putting you on a path that leads to where you are now versus Mm -hmm. a path that could have been like some of your other friends that you mentioned that, you know, wasted their careers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my biggest asset and, and what I bring to this space is my dot connecting ability. Mm. I've got equity in companies from connecting dots. I've got yeah. large chunks of equity in companies for connecting dots. So to me, it's, and you know, once you're in this space, it's obviously about what you know, but more importantly, it's about who you know. Mm. And my, the ability like to call that. on someone like Robert Smith, you know, the, the black billionaire who was a business partner of Deion Taylor, who was a buddy of mine I grew up playing basketball with in the park, you know, who's one of the biggest black directors in the game now. Mm. Or... Someone like Chris Weber, whose episode 77 is out for all the smoke right now. We just dropped it yesterday, so check that out. But, you know, he's, I always knew he was in business and he just secured his own $100 million cannabis fund. So now Mm. we're teaming up and doing stuff like that. 
I'm actually raising my own $100 million fund where I've reached out to a handful of my friends to throw some money in and it's rolling. So hopefully we're going to be announcing soon either a 50 or $100 million fund focused on black creativity, black tech, black business, and kind of just helping minorities overall. So I, like I said from the beginning, I think my biggest attribute is kind of who I know. I mean, I know a little bit, but it's more about who I know and my ability to connect dots and bring like-minded people together, like-minded energy. Uh, the tech play I was telling you about, about the shoe sneaker thing, you know, we just had a huge call right before you got here with Showtime because we want Showtime mm. to kind of be, you know, possibly investor, but definitely one of the title sponsors of, of the app. And that's just, you know, hitting up Brian Daly, who runs our show. Like, Brian, I got a dope play. They could really help you and help Showtime. Yeah. And he, he was blown away. He's like, he hit me back as soon as I was like, man, hell of a presentation. You know what I mean? So it's just like yeah. me being able to open up doors to different people ha, ha, is really the reason why I've been able to grow so fast in this business. Yeah. It just shows you too, man. Like you don't, you don't have to be an expert in everything. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't, you like, you didn't have to go back to school and get an MBA or a doctorate or something like that to make you qualify yeah. to be able to start these businesses or do these investments. Like, like you said, like you're, you're trying to learn something new. So why not go find the people, the best people who've do done it. it already. They know all the pitfalls. They know how to make it successful. Right. Talk to them, bring it right. to there and say, Hey, how do we make this happen? Well, Let's just do like, it. You know, with, I mean, be a star in my role and that yes. doesn't just apply to basketball. That's in right. life. You know what I mean? I think you need always, to me, I always try to surround myself with people who are smarter than me. Exactly. You know, people who are smarter <laughs> than me that I can learn from. I'm not so much for, I mean, I have a few friends that I come over and we'll smoke weed and watch games and kick it, but that's not really the space in my life. And, sure. and, and while we're doing that, we're talking about business ideas now. Yes, How, what can we right. do? What you got going on? What can I help in? What can I invest in type situations? So, you know, it's just always constantly thinking, you know, how can I be better? How can I help? Who can I, you know, who can I connect with to build on? And who else can we bring into the fold? Because I, to me, I feel obligated to know that I was lucky. You know, granted, I played on you know, a handful of different teams, and but I was lucky to even get an opportunity. I think Russell Westbrook said it best the other day when, you know, Stephen A. Smith was, was trying to downplay his accomplishments and mm, Russell's yeah. like, I feel like I'm a champion because I made it. Yeah. Like, do you know where I fucking came from? Right. And, you know, and that's, I, I, it couldn't fit my life better. You know, although I was able to run a ring at the end of my career, like I made it. You yeah. know what I mean? So like my job now is how can I help other people? How can I open doors? How can I educate? And whether it's in voting, whether it's in cannabis, whether it's in social equity, whether whatever the space is, is how can I encourage and help other people achieve their dreams? That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet and leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode.